If you brought your Bibles this morning and you want to read along with us, uh, you can turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 for just a moment. Again, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and you can mark that place and you can go back into the New Testament to the book of Numbers chapter 13. Again, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, uh, you can mark that place for just a moment. You can go back to the book of Numbers uh, chapter 13 uh, is the, the places we want to begin with here this morning. Again, Hebrews chapter 11, Numbers chapter 13. And as you're turning to those two places, I, I want to tell you a little bit where I, I came to this morning. Is A lot of times we put value on something, and I wonder, what gives something value? Whether it's value to us, or whether it's value to an economy or whatever, I started wondering, what gives value? And then this morning, I, I want to relate them to you, and I want to ask you to realize that our faith does have value to it. Now, I'll tell you what I've learned about value. What's important to one person is not going to be important to another, and that's what value is a lot of times about. When I looked up the value of something, it means what kind of condition is it in? So this morning, I want to ask you this. What kind of condition is your faith in? When I say that our faith has value, if there's going to be any value to it, it's what kind of condition is. For in other words, let's take it like this. If you have a rusted old jug with a hole in the bottom of it, are you going to put water in it? No. And the reason is, you do not trust or the condition of that container is not what you own. So first and foremost, you would see that the condition has a lot to do with it. But I learned something else when you start talking about what is the value of something? It also means that where something is made at or where does it come from? Let me ask you this. Where does your faith come from? So I start thinking about all of these things. Not only where was it made at, or excuse me, where was it made at, but who was it made by? A lot of times if it's somebody that's highly skilled, that, that makes a value of something. So you think about this. What does have a value behind that? Or the faith, is there a story behind that? And I say that because value also means if something has a big story behind it, that gives value to it also. And I think about faith and all the, the things and the value, I guess you would say, that, that we have in our life. I think about what is faith to you and to me? So this morning I'm going to read to you, if I can, the book of Numbers chapter 13. And I want to skip down to the 30th verse, to a man by the name of Caleb that we are well acquainted with here, about how they went into a land, him and Joshua, and notice about their faith that they had. It says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. I'm going to tell you this now. Caleb had faith. The others did not. There was a disarray that was happening and Caleb had to go in amongst of all the disarray and he had to demonstrate faith in God. Don't you wish today when we left this place that we would walk out into a world that's calm and peaceful? But I want to tell you something, folks. We are going to go out into a world that is chaos. But in the midst of all the chaos, look at the value of Caleb's faith in God. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said... Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. So Caleb and Joshua, out of the twelve spies that went into the Canaan, 
There was a report that came back. Ten of them said that there was giants in the land. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, said there's a fertile land that is there. And I tell you that because when I say what's the value of your faith, does your faith make you look at things? Let me put this a little more common. Do you believe that some people look at a glass as half full and some people look at it as half empty? Isn't it amazing how two people can look at the exact same circumstance and they can have two totally different outlooks? Jesus himself, if you remember, I believe it was with Lazarus, he said the sickness is not unto death. And he was referring to the fact of some people look at sicknesses or something as something that is ending. Jesus said, you know what, this is not the end of something. And the whole thing is, is that people look at the same thing and usually, not usually, sometimes can have two different outlooks. So we see here that these 12 spies went into Canaan and two of them came back and notice what happened. The 10 spies, they begin to rush back and notice what happened there in this uh, 30th verse. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Caleb knew that there was a lot of disarray that was going on and the people needed to find peace in their life. So let's go back now to the book of Hebrews Chapter 11, if you mark that spot for just a minute. Now I want you to think about something as you're turning to Hebrews chapter 11. I want you to think about this. I want to tell you this from a fishing side of it. I learned when you go fishing that if you throw the bait out there and you start pulling it in, if it doesn't hit a, a, a tree line or a fish or a turtle, it's going to come back. There's nothing to catch it there. And I think about all the circumstances in our lives. How many things are there that we cast out and then all of a sudden that there's nothing there for faith to grab a hold of to. In other words, there's nothing that's there. And I say that to you because I want you to think of situations past. I want you to think about situations present. You can think of one, you can think of multiple. I don't care. But I want you to think about all the things in our life that we must overcome. And I want you to notice what happened here with Caleb and Joshua. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. So of all the disarray and all the things that were going on, what do we have there? I want to read to you Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith, remember what Caleb had, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does the word substance mean? The word substance means to put something under if you can imagine something that's not strong or something that's weak and it needs support, so what do we do? You put something under it and you make it stronger. People do that to houses. People do that to all kinds of things. If they can find a point of weakness, they will give it something to make it stronger. You see, folks, when God gives us faith in our life, it's meant to make things stronger in our life. Notice what he said here. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now you see, if something is weak, and I told you the, 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 the illustration, the analogy of an old bridge, it's weak. You know, if a bridge is weak, you and I don't want to walk across a bridge. But once it's been supported and lifted up and it's been given a stronger structure, we're, we, we have the courage to be able to keep crossing those bridges. And I want to tell you this today. Have you ever been given something in your life that gives you more courage to be able to keep trying to face all of these things that we have in our life. Notice what it says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You know I think sometimes we get the wrong idea of what faith is. Or maybe the wrong 
definition of what faith is. Sometimes we think faith is something that we should automatically see. That's not the case. We don't automatically see faith, but there is something that's there that we can grab a hold of and something that we can attach to. So of all the circumstances and all the situations you have in your life, do you have something that you can throw out there that's going to catch? Folks, faith is something that we should throw at everything we face. Did you wake up this morning and all the things that you had, you have faith in something and excitement about something. Remember, faith is, does it have a story to tell? Who was the maker of it? Where did it come from? What kind of condition it is? Sometimes I'm afraid that we don't pull faith out because we're afraid that it's not valuable. There's nothing that's merit to it. If, if we had a, a in, in our society is marketing all kinds of items that are cure-alls and fix-alls and let's just lump everything together and this thing can fix any problem with your cars or this can fix all your problem problems and this can fix all, whatever it is. We, we feel like there's a fix-all for everything. That's why we have duct tape and WD-40, they're fix-alls. We, we feel like if we can throw those out, everything is taken care of. But the truth is, folks, WD-40 and duct tape's not going to fix everything. But you know what? Our faith in God will. Our faith in God can fix anything that we have. Your good circumstances in life, you know what? Your faith can help you overcome that. And Caleb and Joshua, notice what Caleb did here. It says, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses. These people that we see here in the book of Hebrews chapter 11... Their faith did not start at the moment, excuse me, their enshrinement in the Hebrews chapter 11 didn't start the moment they believed in God. It came later in their life. Now here's what I want you to understand. Your faith in God begins when you get saved. I believe that's the first magical, miraculous moment that you have with God. But then after that, guess what? God still wants to use you. For every person here, I want you to know this. You have a today. Every single one of us, we have a today. Here we are. We're right in the middle of that. But how much today do we have our faith anchored in? How much faith do we have in that? And notice what it said here. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, these people in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, even though they're enshrined in what we call the, the faith fame, a hall of fame here, they had something that we all have too. That is that we can have faith in God. How valuable is your faith in God? You know, if you have something that's, that's no good, well, I've tried to use that before and it just didn't work. Or I've tried to put that on there and it just didn't work. If you've ever taken medicine and it didn't fix your problem, you don't have a lot of stock in it. Or if you've tried to put this cap on and it didn't turn the water off, you don't put a lot of stock in it. Or if you've tried to cut something with this knife and it don't cut, you don't put a lot of stock in it. And you, you can keep going with that. But let me ask you this. How many times has your faith been applied to something in your life and it would not work? Folks, it'll work. Your faith, you can test it, you can try it, and it will take care of everything. For faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes we feel like that our faith is, we just give it a good shot and let the rest fall where it may. Folks, our faith is in God and in the words of God. Do we read God's word? Do we believe in God's word? Or is God's word just something we read before Sunday school? We study during Sunday school. The preacher reads during preaching. Or is faith something we apply to our lives? Do you have faith? In other words, if you have courage in something, you have faith in something. Remember what I said, we, we talked about how that 
uh, that, that, that the substance of things, that means it gives it support. If you were to take God's Word and you were to put it underneath you in your life, do you think it will make you a stronger person? Again, we talk about the idea of a bridge. It's a swinging bridge and it's weak, but you put some pillars and you begin to change its substance about it, it becomes a little stronger and it's able to endure. So I tell you that because if you take God's Word and you put it under you and you apply it to your life, do you think your life is going to be different? I, I think it is. And I, I believe it is and I know it to be true. But notice what happened here that, that Caleb said, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses... And he said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Caleb believed in the words of God. Do you believe in the words of God? What do you do with the words of God? The words of God come out, they're read all the time, or you open them up. You know, sometimes I feel like that God's word is just in a little package. And Lord, instead of me taking this package for me, I want to hand this to somebody else that needs it. You know what? God can multiply that package and give it to somebody else what they need, but there is something meant for you. Your faith is something that you are supposed to use, not that you get it as a gift and you're going to hand it to somebody else. Faith is for you to exercise. Sometimes we think that we've got to give it to somebody else, folks. Faith is something that we cannot give to other people. Faith is not something that I can wake up today and say, you know what, you're having a hard day and you're having a hard day. Why don't you take my faith and go through the day? They must possess their own faith. For if we could hand our faith off, then a person wouldn't have to be saved uh, by having their faith in Christ, but they must possess it themselves. And we see here that God's Word, what do you do with it when it comes to you? What do, you, do we take it and apply it to our life or do we hand it off or do we apply it and, and say, Lord, this is meant for me. And it says, and Caleb stilled the people. He listened to God's word. And I'm going to tell you what else I believe he did too. He acted on God's word. Folks, I don't think we've got a hearing problem. I believe we've got an acting problem. And what I mean by that is we hear, but we don't always want to do Lord, I'm hearing you loud and clear. By faith, I am supposed to do this or this or this. Lord, I know I'm supposed to do these things, but there's just an ounce of uncertainty, folks. Faith is not going to anchor in uncertainty. Faith anchors in certainty. If God says something is going to happen, how sure are you that's going to happen? Some people may say, well, there's a good chance, folks. There's not a good chance. There's a guaranteed chance things are going to happen. And we see here that we that the, the whole idea behind Caleb is, is that he, he went through this experience, he went into this, this land, him and Joshua did, and notice the report they came back and all the disarray that was going on for he said, and Caleb stilled the people. Why did the people need to be stilled? You know what the word stilled means? It means to be hushed, it means to be quieted. Have you ever gone somewhere where there's just a kind of a rumble and a roar and a lot of chatter going on? And all of a sudden, Caleb went amongst all this disarray and he went to the people and it said he stilled, and Caleb stilled the people. What was going on? Unbelief had been said. Now I want you to listen to me very carefully. Unbelief was said just because something is said. I want to ask you something today. Does that make it true? Absolutely not. I'm going to say that again. I don't care who says it. I don't care where it originates from. Just because it is said 
does not mean it's true. Do you know what's scary? People believe everything they hear. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? People believe everything they hear. What would your life be like if you believed everything you heard? But you see, this is where Caleb comes in here. He said, you know what? The people were in such alarm. They were in such a disarray. He said, they believed the report that there was a, a land filled full of giants. They had all this uneasiness going. And Caleb and Joshua come out with a different, a different mentality and a different report to give. And it said, and Caleb stilled the people. Do you believe that faith can steal a soul? And I don't mean steal as in take away. I mean S-T-I-L-L -L as far as calm a soul. Do you believe that it's able to do that? Steal means to hustle a soul and to quiet a soul. Folks, I believe there's a lot of souls out there today that are disturbed. There's a lot of souls out there today that are uneasy. There's a lot of souls out there today that have uncertainty in them. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of uncertainties going on in the world, but there's not any uncertainties in my soul. Did you hear what I just said? Of all the uncertainties that are going on in this life, there's one thing that I know is certain, that what's in my soul is sure and steadfast. And it's an anchor to my soul. It's our faith in God. Faith, what He gives us. And it says, and Caleb stilled the people. I'm thankful today that God is able to put us in a place that we can steal the people. And all the disarray and all the uncertainty that's going on, notice what happened. It says, and Caleb stilled the people. When I said that sometimes that, that faith can calm things down, let me read to you, if I may, Romans chapter 5 and in verse 1. People are in a great state of unbelief right now. They don't believe in this or they don't believe in that. Therefore, being justified by faith. This is Romans 5 and verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. What's the result of that? We have peace with God. God makes peace possible, folks. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean to have peace? Free from wrath. Free from all these things that are happening. Free from all these things that might be happening to us. And you see, Caleb came out into all these people. Can you visualize what happened? He come out with a message of hope and all of a sudden in all the disarray, Caleb stilled the people. Did you notice what he said right after that? Immediately, there was a passion that come about him. For notice what he said in that verse. Let us go up at once. Do you know what I believe that Caleb did? Once Caleb got faith in God, he saw the urgency of the hour. Let me ask you something, my fellow laborer in the Lord. Do you see a need for us to demonstrate faith out in this world? Do you see a need for us? If there's no need for that, then, then we don't have to exercise it. But I'll tell you this, I see a high tie for a need for our faith to be demonstrated to a world that we have faith in God and we have faith in God's Word. Now, I'm not the kind of person that's going to stand in the middle of a railroad track and a train coming and saying, Lord, if you mean for me to, uh, to keep living, then you're going to stop the train. Do I believe God can do that? Yes. But I also believe that God wants us to have faith that no matter what the circumstances are in my life, God can help us through these things. No matter what they are in our life, we find peace in them. 
So you see, when you name all these circumstances singular or all these circumstances that are plural, do you see today, when you have faith in God, do you believe that there's value in that faith that you have? Is it something worth even doing? You know, if there's no value to it, then you're like, it's not even worth doing. It's not even worth trying. It's going to fail or it's going to falter. Let me tell you this, folks. God's Word will never fail you. And I'm going to say that one more time. God's Word will never fail you. You may fail to live by it. We may fail to listen to it. But God's Word will never fail you. The preacher, why don't we turn to a little bit more, folks? We need more of God's Word. We need more study. We need more reading. We need more prayer. We need more meditation. We need God's Word in our life. And then we need to say, Lord, may our faith help us to go marching into this world that we might tell others about You. For He says, let us go up at once. Once you have faith in God, it'll stir your heart to want to do something for God. You know, I, I struggle sometimes. How can people be saved and not want to do anything for the Lord? Well, it happens. And I understand that. But you know what? It's not because God didn't give them a desire to do it. It's just that they had a stronger desire not to do it. You think we can't do something stronger than God? Well, that's a whole other lesson. You know, but folks today, may we not quench the Spirit of God. May we not hold back on God. If God has given you a drive and a desire to do something, one of the things I love about church here is that you can do that. If you need to do it, just do that. If you need to say it, just say it. If you need to go, you just go. Why? Because if you have a drive in you, when we talk about faith, do you have a desire to push your faith, to drive your faith, to apply your faith, saying, Lord, this is what I need to do? Do you have that in your life or is your faith just something you set on the shelf? We're afraid that sometimes that, Lord, if we, if we do that in our church, that, that we're going to be changing. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I don't have a problem with churches changing a lot of things. But I don't want us to change the doctrines and the Word of God. But all these other things that we change, you can change where you sit. You can change what kind of clothes you wear. We can change what time we're doing this. We can change how we're doing this or that. But the thing that doesn't change is the Word of God. You see, when we talk about these things in our life and how we apply them, and we see here that the, the value of our faith and what it means to us, who made it, where was it made at, uh, what kind of condition is it in. And, and I think about these things and I think, Lord, are we going to be much like Caleb and he said, let us go up at once. You know, I've learned something over the course of time in this life. If you throw the right idea in front of people, they will get absolutely excited. They'll jump on board. And I'm talking about all these earthly extracurricular things. People will get on board. They'll rise up early. They'll stay up late. They'll go the extra mile. But people have a hard time getting excited about God. Folks, let me tell you this. There's nothing more exciting than God. There's nothing today that's more sure than God. To say that I don't enjoy this world, to say that I don't have some good times in this world, to say there's not some extracurricular things that I do not enjoy... That would be a lie, for there's a lot of things I do enjoy. But I'll tell you this, none of them can compare to what happened to me the night the Lord saved my soul. 
None of them can compare what it was like when I knelt at an altar there at New Crossroads Church and God took my burden and He rolled it away. Folks, God gave me a faith and He put a value on that faith that it is worth everything that I have in this life. There is not anything that I would trade for what God gave me that night. It's in good condition. I can tell you where it was made at. I can tell you who it was made by. There's a story behind it. There's, there, there's lots of things that we see. It's important to me, folks. My faith is important. And God does not intend for us to sit idle. He wants us to go and He wants us to go immediately. Don't drag your feet. Don't sit idle. Go forward. For He said here, let us go up at once. Are you excited about what's going on in the world? People can give you a plan and an idea and they'll get excited and they're willing to work for it. And, oh, this is going to be awesome. And they'll jump on board. But you know what today, folks? May we get excited about God. May we get excited about His work and what He would have us to do. And let us not drag our feet procrastinate and let us go up at once. But here's what I want you to get to for just a minute. When I talked about how your faith is the substance of things hoped for, remember the substance is something with that, 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 that's there. It's something that gives support. It's something that gives you courage. Notice what it says. Let us go up at once. And he says to possess it. Faith makes something full. Unbelief makes something empty. Now I want to say that to you again so you'll understand. Faith will make something full. Unbelief will make you have something empty. Today folks, you're going to leave this church house in one of two ways. You're either going to be full or you're going to be empty. Are you going to be filled with faith and trust in God and you're going to go out and you're going to face all these singular things or multiple things you're going to face? Are you going to face them with, with, with fullness of God's grace and mercy? Are you going to go out in this world with unbelief and dejected and lost? And, and that's why he says that they may possess it. Folks, God did not intend for the people of Israel to be on the outside looking at Canaan's land. He wanted them to possess it. Folks, faith is not something you come to church and you look at the preacher or you look at somebody beside you saying, well, they've got faith, well, they've got faith, well, they've got faith. Well, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, this person, this person. We are not meant to be spectators of faith. We are meant to have it for ourselves. If I have tools and I have instruments that I have to use and apply it to my life, they're for me. God will give you what you need. But may we see today that we may possess it. Here was the problem. God gave them what they needed to possess the land, but yet they didn't want it. Do you believe people leave church house without faith? Do you believe people walk out and they'll face a Monday morning without faith? Well, let's talk about the saved people. Is it possible for saved people to face a day without faith in God? Lord, have mercy that we would face any day without God. May we have faith that every day is a day that God has made for us. This is the day the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and be glad in that. It's easy to say it on a beautiful sunshine and day like today, but what about when the storms are raging? What about when our life is not the way that we want or the elements or the circumstances are not how we want? Can we still take faith and go out and possess it? If they would just possess the land, they would enjoy the blessings of God. You see what well, today I believe God has an abundance out there for His people. A whole abundance is out there waiting. But you've got to take your faith and you've got to go. There's value in taking what you have and going out there and don't be afraid of the world. Just be sure you face the world with faith in God. I know our jobs get rough sometimes. Just be sure you take God with you. I know sometimes homes get kind of rough and rocky, but you know what? Be sure to take God with you. 
I know sometimes we go to hospitals and well, in lots of places and they're uncertain and, and, and they create a sense of un, uneasiness about us. Take faith with you. I know that there's things out there today that make you uneasy financially and emotionally and all these things. Take faith with you. If you will take faith with you, you will be filled up and you will enjoy the goodness of God. It did not, never do we say that the giants didn't exist, but it's the fact of they saw the good instead of the bad. Remember what I said earlier about people looking at the glass either half full or half empty? It's the same thing. That's what we're talking about here is that they went in and it's not that the bad did not exist. They could see the good. Let me tell you this, folks. Our world is not lacking on recognizing and admonishing all the evil that's going on in this world. Yes, evil exists. But I'll tell you this. I believe there's faith in God that still exists too. I believe there are people that have faith in God and God's Word. I'm not going to give you a number. I don't have a number. But I'll tell you this. Even though they may be few, they still exist today. And you know what? Today I pray that we are those people that when we leave, that we can go out and we can possess it. For notice what he says, and I'm going to get ready to hush in a minute. For we are well able to overcome it. Do you know what faith does? Faith will take all the things that you have in your life and it'll bring them up and it'll compare them to God. Let me ask you this. Do you want to compare God to anything in this life? God exists outside of all these things. God exists before time existed. He created time. God created the heavens and the earth. God created all of these things. And when you take all of these circumstances of life, all these things that are hard, all of these things that are tiring, all these things that test us out, all these things in life that wear us down, all these things, bring them to God. And you don't have to bring them one at a time, folks. You know what I believe about God is we can bring every single thing to God and we can compare them to God. And you know what? God is larger. God's Word is going to give us what we need to take all this evil that is out there and to overcome them. And notice what Joshua said. And Caleb, and Caleb said, it says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Caleb knew that with God on their side, they could conquer anything. You know what? Sometimes it would be easy for us just to stay right here. Let's just call us some food in. They'll bring us some food. We'll just stay right here. We won't work. We won't witness. We'll just stay right here in our place. Folks, Jesus gave the commission to the church to go out into the world. I hate to tell you this. No, I don't say that. That's probably not a good way to put it. I'm going to be blunt in telling you this. We have a commission to go out there. The difference is we're not to go out there alone. We're to take faith and go with us. Sometimes we want to leave faith in the church house and say, well, Lord... Here I go. It's a dark world out there that doesn't want to see my faith. You know what? We still have to take it with us because the faith is not for the world. It's for us. And when the world sees it, then they too will become will be a part of that. But our plan is and our desires and action is we go forth and the faith we have in God is for our sake. Our faith in God and our belief in God, it says, and we are well able to overcome it. Unbelief. How powerful is it to not believe in something? There's lots of evidence out there about the power of what the mind can do. 
The power of the mind and how it can make you accomplish things that you didn't think could accomplish and how people's lives are extended because they believe these things could happen. People that they were, they overcome things that they thought were never possible that, that we look at them and we call them walking miracles. You see, all of these things, and I say all of these, many of these things happen because they truly believed that they could happen. Is the power in what God can do or the the, the lack of it and what God's able to do or us believing in what God will do. You see today, sometimes we set the bar pretty low for God. Well, God, as long as I can eat something or, you know, we, we kind of set the, the, the standards. Folks, God can do anything you ask Him. You may say, well, that's just too much to ask of God, folks. God says if you ask anything. What do you have to bring to God this morning? Are you going to bring it to God and show it to Him and then say, you know what, God, I think I'm going to take this back on myself. Or are you going to take it Lord and leave it there? What's the value of your faith? What's the value of it this morning? What kind of condition is your faith in? Preacher, my faith is strong. It's good. Well, then good. Preacher, my faith is corrupt. Who makes your faith? Where did it come from? Is your faith because your Sunday school teacher, the preacher told you to do something? Folks, do not ever put your faith in man. Your faith needs to be in God. Is your faith in, and just keep filling the blanks, is your faith in all these things or above all is your faith in God? This morning my prayer is that we realize that there is absolute value in the faith that we can have in God. I want us to get a song this morning. To some people, faith in God is not worth very much. But I can tell you this, there's a lot of value in my faith. I can't tell you how many times it's brought me through the darkness of a day and even the darkness of a night. Folks, I wouldn't sell it for everything the world would give me. God's able to give us what we need. Little chance if you'll stand and sing this song.